Now is the time to reinforce your bowling arsenal, and BowlerX.com is the online leader in price, service, and selection. With free insured shipping on every item we carry, including a complete line of pro shop supplies, as well as balls, bags, shoes, accessories, and more. Also, check out the large selection of closeout and discontinued items at a fraction of their original cost. BowlerX.com, your online bowling superstore and proud sponsor of Above180.com. BowlerX.com, your online bowling equipment superstore, presents the Above180.com podcast. Tim Berg and Joey Serrar are ready to hit the lanes, approaching the issues that you, the bowler, want to know. From the latest equipment reviews, coaching, to drilling layouts, and the stars of the PBA. Now, from Washington, D.C., and the Bowler's Pro Shop in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, here are your hosts, Tim Berg and Joey Serrar. Joining us now is Brent Bowers. Brent created the Bower Bowling Tour, which helps Wichita bowlers to bowl tournaments, basically. Uh, Brent, want to thank you for joining us today. Thank you. Hey, Brent, so first question here out of the gate. Why don't you talk to uh, the Above 180 listeners and tell everyone about why you decided to create your bowling tour? Uh, for me, it was a no-brainer. Um, Wichita being the bowling hotbed that it is, you would think that there would be more competitive opportunities, but in the... Um, you know, in the 20-plus years that I've been around, I've, I've, it always seems like uh, folks move here, move to Wichita State, uh, mostly for Wichita State University, and they tell me about how, you know, back home, gosh, it seemed like we were able to bowl every weekend, and, and uh, we're lucky to maybe have a tournament, you know, once every other month here. So for me, it was a no-brainer. I, I just felt like we had a, we had a, ton, of, a ton of tournament players. Um, however, nobody was willing to, to, to flop hats and to put on a tour in my – my initial hope was that, you know, we, we host six events annually, and uh, my initial hope was that, you know, if, if I did something like this, perhaps other people would see how easy it might be, and then maybe there'd be some other folks who would start up some tournaments. I do think that it's slowly reviving the tournament bowling community in this town. I have a question for you regarding your tournament. I mean, in our neck of the woods, there's the ABT tournament, Amateur Bowlers Tour, uh, is your tournament going to be a strictly scratch environment, or is there going to be a couple divisions for handicapped players as well? Well, at, at the at the moment, it is it is completely scratch, and I I I tell you, I, I'm very torn on uh, on the the way that the handicap system works in our game. Um, on on a, you know, when I started the tour, this is kind of kind of a unique story. When I started the tour last August. Um, I started it because I had I had recently gone to work for a non bowling company and I kind of felt like it was going to be my way to stay involved in the game and uh, and sure enough a month after I take on um, I take on you know the idea of this tour um, I get a I get a dream job offer in the bowling community and now I'm I'm a full time bowling coach that travels the entire state of Kansas and so uh, um, so now I'm overwhelmed with bowling. And but but from the coaching standpoint, and I've been a coach, you know, for for a number of a few years now. Um, I, I always wanted to um, encourage people to become better. And the thing that always concerned me about the handicap format was that uh, you know any non bowler that comes into our game, and we try to explain the handicap format to them, they're gonna they're gonna be confused. That it doesn't make any sense. They don't. Any of anybody who's ever played a sport other than bowling doesn't understand how somebody cannot bowl as well as someone else, but yet still win. And so I, 
I hate to say it, I've just never been a big proponent of handicap. I always felt like if uh, if you made the prize grand enough for the scratch players, it would encourage uh, the handicap players to become better and hopefully encourage coaching and hopefully encourage – and I'd love to see amateur bowling all over the country get big enough um, because, you know, the tourism isn't, doesn't carry a whole lot of value right now. Um, I'd love to see amateur bowling get so big that it does encourage people to want to practice and want to get better and want to invest in some coaching and, and whatnot. At this time, the Bowers Bowling Tour was never designed for handicap. I, I still encourage people in this town to run those because, I, you know, uh, nearly 2 million bowlers nationwide and, and only a fraction of them are, uh, you know, scratch players. So I, I think there's a demand there. It just wasn't, uh, it wasn't a need that, I was, that, that we were going to fill here. And Brent, I want to talk because actually you also, like you said, you're on your way to do some coaching. And one of the things you're a, uh, you bowled collegiately at Wichita State, one of the uh, top bowling schools in the country. So what are some of the things that you're able to take away that you can pass along to the people that you coach that you learned from some of your coaches while you were bowling? Well, I'll tell you, um, I was incredibly fortunate. I grew up in a, a small town about an hour northwest of Wichita. And uh, when I was nine years old, Mark, you know, USBC Hall of Famer Mark Lewis actually started commuting from Wichita to run the bowling center that I was that I was uh, growing up in. And uh, at nine years old, uh, my mom saw great value and, and you know saw this saw this man's resume and saw great value and and getting me lessons. And my parents, I was very very fortunate in many ways, not only by my location but my parents' willingness to sacrifice so that I could you know have top notch lessons. So. Uh, uh, so I, you know, I, I was kind of, I was, I was guided towards Wichita State at a very young age, um, and just been very fortunate to fall in the hands of some world class coaches, right? You know, right here in the middle of the country, right in the, you know, middle of, you know, no, no big. This isn't Chicago. This isn't L.A. For me to have, to, to have grown up so close to a, uh, a community like Wichita, um, I've just been very fortunate. And that's something I. I explain to most of my clinics. I tell them I said I hope that because of my uh, because of my great fortune, I hope that you know I'm able to offer some high quality coaching to the general public at a at a relatively inexpensive rate to try to spread the spread the good word of bowling. But um, uh, Wichita State, you know, that, their records speak for themselves, and uh, yeah, I I was just very very lucky. And that's what I, that's what I tell my students. I said you know I hope that I'm able to give you. Uh, give you a high-quality product for a very inexpensive price only because of, uh, of my great fortune. So, What is one thing that you see when you go out and coach bowlers? Uh, what is a, kind of a, a prevailing thing that you see that you're working on, whether it be footwork, timing, uh, any of those sort of things that you really are, are focused on with your bowlers? You know, um, the, majority, the majority of who I work with are 120 to 180 average players. What I what I consider to be the majority of bowlers. They're, uh, they're just your average, um, your average people. Uh, uh, you know, I work with a few, uh, high level competitive players, but not on a regular basis. You know, I, I was, I was hired by the state bowling proprietors association about a year ago to go out and try to try to encourage, you know, encourage bowlers to stick, stick around. I kind of have a unique philosophy on coaching. Um, I tell, I tell my students, I'm trying to, I'm trying to teach them how to play the game tomorrow, not yesterday. Uh, I feel like, um, and don't get me wrong, I'm, I'm very passionate about sport. I'm very passionate about coaching. I'm very, and I'm very passionate about the people that are willing to, to give time to teach the game. 
because I think that if somebody's got passion to teach the game, I think that's an invaluable thing, and and uh, nobody should criticize uh, other folks that want to spread you know spread the sport of bowling and grow the sport of bowling and teach the sport of bowling. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, what I work on, yeah, like you said, fundamental fundamentals, timing, um, you know, you know, things like you know, posting the shot and and uh, continuing follow-throughs. I mean, it's, it's really it, it almost it's almost repetitive what I what I teach these people. I'd, I'd say 90, 95% of the people that I work with, it's that same basic, you know, structure. But uh, like I said about my about my coaching philosophy, I mean, I believe that there are those general general fundamental um, things like that, timing and, and balance and whatnot. Uh, but beyond that, I believe that the game gets very individualized. You know, I I I tell my students, I say, I'm not I'm not here to flip you 180 degrees. I want to take you as far as you want to go. Um, I don't. I don't. My number one goal is to make them enjoy the game. I love the game. Brent Bowers joining us today on the Above180.com podcast. Brent, want to switch gears a little bit. Uh, one of the things that we're, we're doing here on the Above180 is we're trying to focus on the youth. Like you had said, uh, uh, youth is the future, looking forward, looking forward, not behind. Um, in talking to some collegiate bowlers, and I know you're very close, just removed from that scene, what do you think needs to be done to kind of tweak things to keep people interested in bowling? Because you, like you said, uh, we need to work on the bowlers that are, are – that are the average that you're working with that 120 to 180 average, keeping them in the sport, not letting them drop off after one year. Uh, you're working to help them improve their game, but are there other aspects of leagues that that kind of turn people away? Whether that be the you know the nine months seemingly that you're having to commit uh, every yeah. week, you know um, the 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 sport condition. I mean, there are n- numerous aspects of this. You know, I'm sure a lot of times when you're bowling with dealing with folks of that average. You know the the time commitment, the financial commitment. Uh, what are they What are they telling you guys out in Kansas? Well, uh, you know, I'll tell you my personal belief. Uh, there's no one thing that we can fix in this game right now. I do believe there's there's a lot of things that uh, need to be tweaked. Um, you know, the the obvious. I think coaching has to become more prevalent. We we you know, uh, Chad Murphy, the director of youth development for uh, the International Bowling Campus down in Arlington. You know, he actually, his, his grandfather built the bowling center that I grew up in in Hutchinson, Kansas. And he had told me the last time I had seen him at the convention that, uh, you know, when he was a kid, when he was a kid, he actually got kicked out. This was a 40-lane bowling center, you know, 30 years ago. He said when he was a kid, he actually got kicked out of the bowling center because they had 240 coaches coming to Countryside Lanes and Hutch to, to, to learn, you know, to the next step, level one to level two coaching, whatever it may be. And so I think we have to encourage the we have to encourage people to get out there and, and start coaching more often. We've got to make the information available. And it's funny because I've got a lot of talented friends that would never dare give a lesson because they're in Wichita, Kansas, and they're not as good as the people they're bowling next to. However, they're still very knowledgeable when it comes to the, the general bowling public. Um, and so I, I, my, number one, my number one idea would be, would be to encourage anybody and everybody that has any passion for this sport um, to get out there and try to, Try to provide lessons for, you know, whether they be free or whether they be paid for. Doesn't really make a difference to me. Just to make the options available so the so the bowlers know that they have somewhere to go. I I think uh, in in a lot of places it's unfortunate that league bowlers will tell you, um, you know, I want to get better, but I don't know I don't know how to get better and I don't know where to go. And, and the bowling centers don't promote coaches well enough. I don't believe. You know, I uh, I developed a website called BowlBetterKansas.com with the intent that one day there would be a bowl better Idaho and a bowl better 
New York and a bullbetterflorida.com and, and eventually a Bull Better America, a place where there is a lot of free free information, you know, YouTube tutorial videos and uh, and just basic general fundamental information for bowlers that don't have access to a to a coach nearby or don't have the uh, the level of income to, to to purchase or you know to buy a coaching package. So Brent, you were you were talking earlier. You alluded to the fact that the state of Kansas, uh, the Kansas. Uh, Bowling Proprietors Association hired you to go out and do this coaching. Is this kind of a test program, a pilot program for other or uh, BPW? I mean, because I'm thinking just of myself here. I'm in the Washington D.C. area, National Capital uh, Association, and we don't have anyone going around doing like what what you're doing to promote bowling. And there's bowling centers closing. The bowling centers that are around have been around forever. Uh, there's just there needs to be that new lifeblood, like you said, to keep bowlers. So is this something that hopefully? We're going to be able to use Kansas as a model and then transform that to to Washington, D.C., to Pennsylvania, to other organizations, to other states, to other cities, and keep the sport alive. Yeah, I, I believe that, uh, you know, this it's, it's a great program, what they did. Um, you know, like I said, last October, um, I actually quit the job that I had told you I was, uh, I was doing uh, when I started the Bowers Bowling Tour. I had actually dropped that job. Um, to start working with them October 1 as their head teaching professional. Um, and so since then, what I did is I, I, you know, I've been scheduling all of the state of Kansas for the proprietors that are interested. Um, I've been going, going around and running clinics and, and providing individual lessons, as well as trying to, uh, uh, you know, the product we're really focused on right now is trying to create an in-house professional or try to, try to make sure that every house has someone that's qualified that the proprietor can trust to put their, their bowlers in, in that person's hands to help them get better. We've got to do something radical. And I, and I think the idea of, of what of what I'm doing, my position, is it's, it's, it's a wonderful, wonderful job. I mean, not only does it provide an opportunity for bowlers, which I've always encouraged, you know, kids in college, whatever it may be, if you're a bowler, the only way that bowling has a chance is if the bowlers stay involved in the game. You know, if the bowlers take off for a better job, and I, and I understand that sacrifice, uh, that that, that want to go off and make more money. Um, but I love what I do. I, I couldn't imagine being in a better position at 24 years old, uh, teaching the game that I love, uh, you know, getting, you know, getting paid, you know, paid to do this at least enough, you know, that I can, that I can make it. And, and uh, uh, I, I think it's a, it's a great, great thing. So I, I wouldn't be surprised. It might take a year or two before we saw a launch like this, you know, and it might be a, a few states at a time the larger states that, that feel like there's a high demand for it. But I would, I would love to see it, you know, five to ten years from now spread all over the country. And, uh, uh, and even, even beyond that, you know, that maybe there's uh, certain regions, you know. I mean, I, I, I cover four, you know, four corners of this state, and I, and I try to devote, you know, one week per month to each corner of the state, the northwest, the northeast, the southwest, the southeast. And, uh, you know, and, I, and I'd love to see it eventually where maybe even if the demand was there, you know, like Kansas City, I'm headed that way right now. This center I, I go to today, they are very, very busy. And every time I go up there, they have got a full day schedule for me. And, uh, you know, so that this might be an area where they could even have a resident pro. Uh, resident pro, maybe just the Kansas City area. Um, but, uh, you know, so, yeah, my, my, finger, my fingers are crossed. I think it could work. Brent, I want to end our conversation. A lot is made uh, on the house patterns versus sport patterns. I want to get your thoughts from from the young person, from the guy who bowled collegiately Wichita State, uh, Junior Team USA, all, all the credentials we could go go through. 
what can be done? Uh, and and of course, with with you being with working hand in hand with the proprietors in this, uh, this is where I'm trying to gain some of your insight and your knowledge. What can be done though? Because I have this feeling that people like like me and yourself, we'd like being challenged and bowling on tougher conditions, but you can't force a bowling center to put out that tougher condition because ultimately the scores are going to go down. People aren't going to be as happy and so on and so on. So where is that balance in your opinion in, in dealing with the proprietors that we can make it fun, make it competitive for the collegiate players? Because look, I mean, we've talked to collegiate players all the time here. And one of the, the main things I hear is I want from them is I want to bowl on sport patterns. I don't like bowling on house patterns necessarily all the time. Yeah. Once in a while I go out with my friends and, and shoot a, 750 and be able to hit the hole the whole night is fun but i like to be challenged and like to you know have to hit my target hit my mark make my make adjustments what do you think can be done to change that and to help you know working hand in hand with the proprietors to keep everyone happy well obviously obviously it it would take a, a strong commitment from the proprietors so so the sport of bowling would have to encourage the proprietors and 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 i i reference it that way a lot of times the sport of bowling and the recreation of bowling you know, I believe I'm fighting for the sport of bowling. I, I, I believe every day that, that I'm out traveling, I'm encouraging recreational players to become sport players. And uh, it, it absolutely needs to happen. You know, I, I, uh, I think the number one key, though, is knowledge. Making sure that people understand. Uh, I always said if I owned a bowling center, I would keep two pairs of lanes uh, oiled with the, with the U.S. Open on at all times. And when people came into practice, I wouldn't charge them any more to bowl on either one. I'd let them know. I'd, I would just explain to them. I'd make sure that my front desk help, which, by the way, needs to be bowlers. If, if you're, you know, I believe that the person at the front desk of the bowling center is one of the most important positions in the entire bowling center, and that person needs to understand the sport of bowling. That's the only way, you know, use, you know car salesmen understand cars. Uh, it's, it's no different. If you're going to try to sell somebody on a product, and I, and, I, and I don't mean to, you know, put bowling in the same category as cars or used cars or whatnot, but, but bowling's a great product. It's a great product to sell, and then we've got to make sure we've got salespeople at that front counter that can sell the game. But knowledge, in my opinion, is the number one key, making sure that people understand that, okay, you can go bowl on these, on these pairs, which we've, we've got a special oil pattern down, or you can go bowl over here. Just understand that, that your 300 or your 230 average over here is not the same as what it is over here. Average is always relevant to your environment, and I don't think we push that enough. What people don't understand, because we, we've always stressed for years that the lane's 60 feet long and 41 and a half inches wide, 39 boards, seven arrows, all these, all these dimensions. And when people hear that, they say, well, then there should be the same everywhere I go. Um, you know, it's, it's a golf course. It's just blind. You don't see the sand traps. You don't see the, the, uh, the trees and, and, the, and the rough and all that kind of stuff. Um, so, I, it, you know, it's, it's, a difficult, it's a difficult argument because bowlers want to bowl well and, and you give a baby some candy, you, you can't ever take that candy away without, without a fight. You know, we're fortunate here in the Wichita area. We do still have a, a little bit of sport com, you know, competition and whatnot. But, I've, uh, you know, my girlfriend originates from New York, and she says it's, it's nothing like home. She says back home they've got sport bowling going on like crazy. And if you look at the states that are promoting sport bowling, those, that's where the talent is coming from. That's where the junior goals, the junior team USA members are coming out of you know Florida and New York have always had strong uh, uh, strong uh, you know they've always been uh, represented strongly at uh, junior gold and other national tournaments and they always have kids that uh, perform at a high level so um, we we've got to encourage that we've got to encourage and, and like like I said I think the number one thing is knowledge and, and uh, unfortunately a lot of the proprietors don't see that because it's a competitive thing I've got a bowling center across town and 
and it got, it, it just gets competitive. How easy can I make my pattern so that uh, or my house so that the folks average higher here so they don't want to bowl you know across town and, and uh, I got no problem with leaving the house pattern out there. Just enlighten the people, inform them what what that means, and and and, and keep a couple of their patterns available just so that they can go out there and experiment. At least the kids, you know the. The, the, the adults, we've already lost them. I think a lot of them have admitted to just being recreational players. Um, but the kids, we have to enlighten the kids. All new bowlers, I think uh, there's got to be some sort of a program, uh, free program, either through bowl.com or, you know, like the DVDs that they were sending out, some sort of free program for all brand-new bowlers, much like the Welcome to Bowling. Uh, you know, when, when that person gets their high-performance bowling ball or their, their half-hour free lesson for a Welcome to Bowling instructor, um, you know, there needs to be a pamphlet or something we can hand these and say, oh, so you're new to the game, huh? And it go through and walk them through, you know, the evolution of our sport. I mean, I, I tell everybody I work with, our game has evolved more in the last 30 years than it had in the prior 100, prior 1,000. Um, you know, and it's important that people understand that. And I'll tell you, in my clinics, one of the first things I do, you know, opening up my clinics is, uh, is you know, what's the difference between a plastic interactive resin ball? And, and more than half of my clinic people, my clinic participants, do not do not understand they don't they don't know the difference so knowledge is the key well brent it's been a, a very insightful conversation again brent bowers joining us on the above180.com podcast brent we're going to leave it at that i know you're on the road and, and safe travels and do uh make sure you come back again and join us okay sure anytime thanks tim for tim Burke, joe sarar brent bowers good luck and good bowling